Welcome to the Salty Carmel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. This is where we are going to show God's glory in everyday faith stories. I'm David Cook, our Stewardship Director, and with me is the always joyful Jody Curtis. Our guest today is Tom Ponchak. Tom, tell us about yourself and about your role at Our Lady. I am the Director of Adult Faith Formation at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So I oversee all of our adult faith programs from uh, Bible study. I have uh, some input with RCIA, uh, sacramental prep, all those good things. Uh, I've been at the church now. Uh, it'll be four years this summer. I, I kind of know your, your faith journey a little bit, but do you want to kind of expand on any time you had before you personally knew Jesus, any time before you personally chose him? How about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm the oldest of four kids and grew up in a, uh, I would say, a good Catholic family. We were very active in our parish. My dad was a lector, a Eucharistic minister, president of parish council, uh, all that good stuff. I was an altar boy since after making my first communion all the way through high school. I, I remember as a child uh, praying as a family at bedtime together. We you know do the Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, and uh, kind of just kind of grew up in that environment. We always you know going to mass was never really an option. It was it was just assume we were going to Mass, and uh, we went uh, to the Saturday Vigil, 6.30 Mass, sat on the second pew on the right-hand side. And so I kind of grew up in that environment where faith was present in our house. I would say, though, that before having like a, a personal encounter with Jesus, faith was kind of a, kind of like a generic kind of a thing. It was, it was just something we did, but it, I didn't know that it had that much of a personal connection to me. And then, so you mentioned a personal encounter. When did that happen? So when I was, uh, it was in ninth grade, I was getting ready for confirmation. And the, one of the requirements for confirmation prep was to be involved with the youth group. And the, our youth group was doing a retreat. Uh, and so I went on this retreat and it was with uh, several other youth groups from the area. And I remember one of the speakers uh, that Saturday night of that weekend just talking about how uh, Jesus loved us, how he knew us individually and personally, and how he wanted to have a, a relationship with us so that we can know him in that kind of personal way, to, which I'd never really heard anyone talk about faith in that way before. It was always kind of like, you know, we go to mass, we do these things, but uh, that God wanted to have an interaction with, a, with me was something different. So, so I, I still remember it was, uh, December 7th, 1985, on a cold December night, sitting on a rock in uh, Laurelville Mennonite Church Camp is where it was, and uh, sitting on that rock and, and just asked Jesus, and, you know, I want this. I want to have a relationship with you. And uh, just from that moment on, uh, my faith just, it changed. It became something personal. I, I was aware of the fact that God loved me personally, not just kind of like all of us, but that I mattered to him. So that's kind of a, that moment. Yeah, you definitely matter. Was there any bumps along the way living out that personal relationship? I mean, you're only in ninth grade. You want to talk about that? Like, what it was like actually living that? I I would say by God's grace that probably kept me out of a lot of trouble um, in high school. But yeah, I mean, there's always bumps along the way. I mean, uh, you know, I had to learn how to have a prayer life. I had to learn how to you know make that faith something that. 
uh, impacted the decisions I was making and and how to grow in that relationship. And so I would say, you know, I never really got into any uh, any of the party scene in high school, probably a lot because of that. I got really involved in youth group at church, but still, you know, just kind of just working out just, you know, what it meant to to be a, a Christian and at the same time, you know, wanting to have fun and do things. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it, there was always that kind of that tension back and forth. How did you learn how to pray or learn about the moralities of all the world? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say prayer. I had a good youth minister when I was in high school. And so she, she did a good job of kind of like modeling that and, and teaching us uh, early on, talked about journaling in prayer. And so that's one of the things that uh, I've always I've been kind of hit and miss with it. I think my biggest struggle with prayer time is being consistent enough with it. You know, you, you do really well for a while and then something in your schedule changes or something comes up and you get out of the habit and then you, you realize you know, and when you're journaling, it's even worse because then you, you open up your journey and realize, holy cow, it's been five weeks since I did anything. <laughs> and so and so I think that's part of it, too, you know, just kind of that learning process. And Tom, what is your life like in Christ now? Uh, I would say it's pretty awesome. No, I, it, you know, I, I, I continue to grow. You know, I, I, I ended up going to, to Franciscan University of Steubenville after high school. And, and part of that was I was discerning the priesthood. I got a good spiritual director uh, when I was there and discerned I was called to the married life, but continued studying theology because I wanted to get into youth ministry and, and whatnot. And, and it was really there at Steubenville. I kind of just kind of grew deeper in my faith. I had this uh, encounter, I would say a second encounter, this time with the Holy Spirit, and just kind of being aware of what uh, I received in baptism and confirmation, those gifts that uh, I was given. And, and so living all that out uh, has been has been great. And I'd say, you know, just in my life since being involved in it, it's Steubenville and after Steubenville and ministry and everything, you know, I've just seen some great things in, uh, in the Lord. I've been there to, to see people have conversion experiences of their own, been there to see God inter- intervene in situations and uh, been there to see people healed uh, through prayer and things like that. So it's, it's been a, an awesome ride. You mentioned the, the Holy Spirit from baptism and confirmation, but I think, you know, as you know, it's probably the most uh, underappreciated part of the Trinity, you know. Can you talk a little bit about your, your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. There was, a, there was a book that came out a few years ago called The Forgotten God. It was all about the Holy Spirit. And uh, when I talk, even at the parish, and, you know, I, I help Lou with the confirmation parent meetings, and uh, I've talked with uh, some of the youth uh, preparing for con- for uh, sacraments and things. And I, and I, I say, that, you know, with the Holy Spirit, he is kind of forgotten a lot of times. And I think part of that is when we think of God, the father, it's kind of easy to conjure up a mental image of a father or a fatherly figure. Uh, Jesus is easy, you know, because we, we have pictures and statues and crucifixes. And so we can kind of have that idea. And, and I can have a, I know what it's like to have a relationship with a father. Uh, I know what it's like to have a relationship with someone like Jesus as a friend, as a, a, as a brother. But how do I have a relationship with the Holy Spirit when my image of the Holy Spirit's a bird? <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, it's hard to have a relationship with a bird. And so, you know, I always tell them, you know, it, if you read the scriptures, it doesn't say the Holy Spirit came down 
in the form of a dove of, of a bird. It came down like a dove. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, we forget a lot of times that it's the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. You know, at baptism, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. And St. Paul says that we're temples of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit lives in us. And that's, that's the connection. When, when Jesus, the night before he died, the Last Supper, he told the apostles, it's better for me to leave because if I leave, the Father will send the Spirit. And part of that was because while Jesus was on the earth, you know, he was limited in his human form. But as the Spirit comes, the Spirit dwells in, inside each and every one of us. And so, you know, it's the Spirit that motivates us, that gives us those inspiring thoughts to, to go and do something nice for someone or to, to stop and to pray. It's the Holy Spirit that prays in and through us. Uh, it's the Holy Spirit that draws us closer to, to Christ and, and starts to change our character so we kind of make ourselves more of a reflection of, of God. Yeah, I mean, the next question is, what's your, your biggest faith influencer in my mind? But it sounds like the Holy Spirit's there. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any physical human faith influencers in your life? Yeah, as far as people go, I'd say um, first would have to be my wife, Lisa. I think we... Uh, uh, I'm blessed to, to have to be married to someone who's just as, as much in love with Jesus as I am, and that Christ is the center of our, our marriage. Uh, we pray uh, with each other and for each other, and we you know continually challenge each other to grow in our in our relationship with God, to grow spiritually, uh, to bring things to God that you know when when we're going through a hard time. And so, you know, even just, you know, last night, Lisa was like, you know, I'm going through this thing. Can, can you just sit and pray with me? I'm like, yeah, I'll sit and we'll, let's sit and pray and we'll pray about that. And, uh, and so there's, there's that thing where we kind of play off of each other. I think other influencers, um, probably my best friend, my college, my college roommate, Maximus uh, KV, he, he, he became a, he be, well, I, I knew him by a different name. He became a, uh, an Orthodox priest at one point, took the name Maximus and then, came back to the Catholic Church. He still goes by Maximus, but uh, we've known each other, you know, going back to my freshman year in college, and we still stay in touch and still bounce stuff off of each other and, and challenge one another. So, Tom, you know at Our Lady, we like to say we're grateful no matter what. What are you most grateful for this week? I think, you know, just through all of this, this crazy quarantine, staying shelter-in-place uh, stuff that we've been through, I am I'm grateful for that uh, in the sense that it's given me opportunities to to grow in my faith life uh, that I probably wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, it's given me time to do a little bit more reading, listen to some podcasts and teachings and watch videos and, and things like that. But but also, I think it's given me the, the opportunity, okay, well, God, what are you doing in this? You know, it's one of those things I'm always trying to find out. You know, what, what, in this situation, God, what do you want to teach me? What do you want to do? And, and I think you know, the Lord, at least for, for me, is really showing me, challenging me to, to, to kind of like a new wineskin thing. Like, I, I know there's a lot of temptation. Everyone wants to just get back to normal. And uh, I, I think this is a, a kind of a time, a period of reset to kind of say, do we want to go back to the way things were, or do we want to look at what 
we can change to make different going into the future. So that's something that I've been working on just spiritually. And I'm kind of grateful for this time to, to work on that. Tom, I'm sure that Salted Caramel is your favorite podcast, but do you have some other podcasts that you recommend for our listeners? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I like Every Knee Shall Bow. Uh, that's through Ascension Press with Mike Gormley and Dave Van Vickle. Uh, it's talk a lot about uh, just evangelization and discipleship. They're, they're hilarious together, so it kind of makes it for a fun podcast. And Father John Ricardo has a, a great podcast uh, called For Such a Time as This, or You Were Made for This. You Were Made for This. That's it. Uh, just kind of that, you know, taking advantage of, hey, you were made for this time and what's God doing for you. And so those are two really good podcasts I like. So, Tav, you were part of the, the group that helped decide the name Salted Caramel. We are the salt of the earth. And we're trying to, to redeem the phrase staying salty. So I'm going to ask you, how are you staying salty this week? Oh, gosh, how am I staying salty this week? I, I, you know, in all, in all honesty, it's been a challenge to be salty when you're stuck at home. <laughs> uh, being salty with my family, I guess, you know, trying to encourage them. Uh, you know, one of the things I told Lisa was, you know, I, one of the things that's frustrating about being the, the social distancing and staying at home is that you don't get to interact with people, you know. So that's been really hard. So I, I would say the best way I've been trying to be uh, salty, be a salt and light, uh, is just in my family, encouraging us during this time. Yeah, yeah. Tom, we do a call to action each week. Uh, I think you can give us a great one. Do you have any advice or any call to action in mind? Yeah, I do. I think just a great call to action and kind of getting back to that idea of the Holy Spirit and interacting with people is to read the first four chapters of Acts in, in your prayer time and just kind of meditate that on that. Uh, we're coming up on Pentecost at the end of the month. Pentecost is uh, the church's birthday. The church teaches in the catechism. It says that when we, that confirmation is per, a perpetuation of Pentecost, that it continues Pentecost and makes it present again. And so uh, when we receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we're receiving the same Holy Spirit that, that the apostles did in Acts. And, and we have the same power uh, to do the things that they were doing because it's the same Holy Spirit working through us. So read the first four chapters of Acts uh, as a way to prepare for Pentecost. Well, it's been great having you here. Thank you for joining us, Tom. You too. On some of our episodes, we will answer a listener question about the Catholic faith and or Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish. So you can email us with your questions at saltedcarmel at olmc1.org. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel and boldly witness to the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. And stay salty. Stay salty.